Hello, and welcome to Focus on the Bible. Today's episode is about God's safety net of grace. Even though we all fall sometimes, God's grace is always sufficient to catch us. And the Bible says he will never take that away from those who have trusted him for eternal life. John 10, 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. On May 28, 1937, a great thing happened. That was the day the Golden Gate Bridge was opened across the mighty waters of the San Francisco Bay. President Franklin D. Roosevelt announced the opening of that bridge from the White House, but it was already famous all over the world. The bridge was almost famous because the world was watching because of the construction of that bridge. Let's talk about this. As construction was begun on that great bridge, there was a lot of danger involved. In those days, to work on such a great industrial project as that one, it was figured that lives would automatically be lost. That's just the cost of doing business, they thought. But under the construction of that bridge, for the first time on a project that size, safety was considered. There was such danger because the top of those posts holding up that bridge stretched over 700 feet above those dangerous waters. The manager of the project believed that something should be done to help the safety of those men. Two things came from it. First was a helmet. The men building that bridge actually wore helmets that were the predecessors of what we know today as hard hats. There was a second matter that was guaranteed for the safety of those men, and that was the safety net. The safety net was over a mile long when it was produced and unveiled for those workers. It hung underneath them to protect them that if they fell, they'd never make it all the way to the waters where they would surely die. You see, the problem was that when the workers are so concerned about death, well, they can't turn their attention to the job they need to do with their hands. And so slowly the project would begin, but after a while there would be lag time because the workers were so afraid. That was when the idea of the safety net came. When they hung that safety net out over those waters, it guaranteed that a man might still slip and fall, but he couldn't fall all the way to his death as long as the safety net would catch him. Now, there were some lives that were lost, but 19 men were saved. After they slipped and fell, they were caught by that net. Those men, in fact, called themselves the Halfway to Hell Club. 19 men who would talk the rest of their lives about how they had completely, utterly slipped and fallen from that tremendous bridge. But they were saved because of the safety net. Now that net wasn't perfect. It did in fact fail one day when a whole scaffold gave way and the great weight of that scaffold punched a hole through the net and 11 men died that day. But still... That safety net is spoken of in friendly terms all over the world. Today, friend, we also have a safety net who have rested our faith in Jesus Christ to save us from ultimate death. 
Now, some people don't know about the safety net. Some know about the safety net, but they reject it, saying that there is no ultimate guarantee that we won't fall and end up in hell. But what God says in the Bible is different. Now, friend, we're not left to gather our opinions about whether a person could lose their salvation or not. Thank God we can do much better than that. We have a Bible. We have the very Word of God. And the same Word of God that tells us about how to be saved in the first place also tells us that when we are saved, we have an enduring salvation that lasts to everlasting life. Here's why. Our salvation does not depend on what we do. It was given, remember, as the gift of God. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And so our salvation is not something that we earned by our good works or our obedience or our law keeping or what we think we gave to God. No, our salvation is not religion. Our salvation is about the grace of God. It was paid for by Jesus Christ. He did it personally. And he paid the very highest payment ever, his own life. Jesus Christ bid his blood and body on the cross to pay for all our sin. There's not one sin that we've ever done that didn't get paid by Jesus Christ. And when he paid, God gave it a special name. He called it the propitiation, the satisfactory payment. Now since Jesus has satisfied the righteous demand of a death penalty for our sin, God has rested the matter of who is saved and for how long they are saved. He says we have everlasting life. Let me show you this from the Bible. These verses are God's safety net that he has stretched out against the unpleasant thought that one of his own children could ever be lost. Here's what Jesus said in John chapter 6. And let's begin in verse number 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. When he says I will in no wise, he means there is no wisdom in my mind That is the everlasting, all-knowing, pre-existent, always, forever God mind of Jesus Christ. And in that vast amount of endless knowledge and infinity of knowing, there's not one thought that he would ever lose one of those who has come to God for salvation. Verse 39, he says, And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he had given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And so Jesus, being God, is not afraid to use superlative words. I will lose nothing, he says. All who come to me are saved, he said. I will raise them up at the last day. Verse 40, he goes on to say it again. You would think that maybe Jesus has in his mind the thought that some people won't believe that his salvation would be so lasting. 
that the payment that he'll pay for our sin would be so full and satisfying to God his Father. And that men might conjure up ways that they could dream of that they could lose life from God, though God has called it everlasting. And so he repeats himself over and over again. Verse 40, he says, And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Friend, do you consider that good news today? That Jesus says he's going to raise up everyone who sees him and believes in him? Some would think that the idea that salvation is everlasting might be a threat. That somehow someone might take God for granted. That someone might go and live a bunch of dark ways that would constitute a sloppy Christian life. I don't think that at all. I don't think that the teaching about eternal salvation and God's ultimate safety net is a detriment to the Christian life. I think it's the foundation of the Christian life. Don't you? You're in a family. Is it a good guarantee for you from the time you were a child to know that you were in a family to stay? Would you consider it a detriment when your mom, your dad, your family wrap their arms around you and let you know that You're not trying to earn your way. You're not living every day under the threat that you will make a mistake today that would disqualify you from being around our Christmas table. Isn't it the foundation of love that we have to know that we had a place in the home that was provided for us from the time we were too little, too meek to take care of ourselves? Thank God for big daddies and Moms who are able to take care of their children. This is the foundation of our upbringing. That we have a home that will endure. The same thing is true of God and his children as well. God is the one who gave us the physical illustration of fathers and mothers in the world. God thought up the family. But he did it in part that we would know what family in heaven is all about. And the salvation that's been provided for us, God intended to let us know that it endures to everlasting life. That this salvation, not earned in the first place by our own goodness, was a gift from God and one that he would never ever take back. Jesus revisits this very topic again in John chapter 10. Listen to this great verse, John 10, 28. He says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. What did he say? He said that I'm holding you in my hand, and the Father's holding you in his hand. Friend, in order to get us away from God, someone would have to disable God and the Son, Jesus Christ. And there's just no one who's able to do that. Not even the devil could pry us away from 
the love of God that has saved us to eternal life. There's no act that you could do as a child of God that would cause God to throw his hands up in frustration and banish you outside of his family that you would spend your eternity separated from the one who paid a propitiation that cost his life and blood in your place. Everlasting life is the certain possession right now of every believer in Jesus. It's the greatest and most secure news in the whole world. It's not that a child of God could never sin. It's not that a child of God could never do a lot of sin. It's not that the child of God could not do terrible sin. This is not about taking sin lightly as a believer in Jesus. This is not about looking for an excuse to live worldly or carnal. No, this is about the greatness and the majesty of the grace of God that bought us. This everlasting life, this eternal security is a tremendous motivation for serving the Lord. For making godly choices, for living obedient lives according to what the Bible says we should live. This is no cheap idea at all. This is the doctrine of God's Word. I'm so thankful for it today, and I hope you are as well. Thank God that everlasting life was fully paid by Jesus, is offered to everyone in the world today, and will be given freely to all who believe. How about you, friend? Have you trusted in Christ? Please don't trust yourself. You're not good enough. You never will be. But you'll be great in God's eyes if you'll rest your faith in the sinless Jesus Christ who paid your way. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Focus on the Bible is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. We consider it a great privilege to bring you this ministry, and we are so thankful for the opportunity to bring encouragement and truth from the Word of God. If you have a question about this episode or another biblical topic, feel free to mail it to us at Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. You can also find more information about Freddie Coyle and our ministry at www.freddiecoyle.org. Again, that's www.freddiecoile.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you again next time to focus on the Bible.